Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast, dedicated to modern sales and marketing, innovation, and leadership. Here's your host, Ian Altman. Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. This is Ian Altman. I want to address some listener questions, and there are some common themes that I get asked, and a lot of the answers have to do with the mindset of qualification. The questions I hear are questions like, gee, I was talking to somebody, it seemed like they were interested, but then they're not returning my phone calls. Or, well, it it seemed like they really wanted our proposal, but then after we sent it to them, they decided to do nothing. And oftentimes the questions come down to, well, how do I convince them that I should do this? Or how do I convince them that we can do this for them? And Here's the important thing that I want you to realize, especially in the world of same-side selling and in professional sales today, we need to have a different mindset when it comes to qualification. And specifically, what we want to think about is instead of convincing our prospects that we have something great that they should buy from us, I want you to hold back on that. And what I want instead is for you to walk into every prospect with the mindset of this. Has this person convinced me yet as the seller that they have a problem that they believe is worth solving that we're actually good at solving? Now, it's, it may sound crazy to take that approach, but I want you to really, before you try to convince anybody of anything, what I want you to think about is, Have they convinced you that they have a problem that's worth solving that you're actually good at solving? Now, how do we get to that? Well, we're going to use the same side quadrants. I know many of the listeners use the same side quadrant journals. You get them on Amazon. You can contact us directly. But the idea of the same side quadrant journals is that when we're in a meeting with a prospect, we use the same side quadrants. And the idea is you take a blank sheet of paper, vertical line down the center, horizontal line across the center, creating four quadrants. In the upper left, we take notes about the prospect's issue that they're trying to solve. In the upper right, we take notes about the impact and relative importance of solving that issue. In the lower left, we take notes about the results. In the lower right, we take notes about the others impacted or others involved in this process. So right now, we're focused on the top two quadrants, issue and impact importance. And what that means is that when someone expresses interest initially, and let's say they meet with us, the first question you might ask them is, well, what inspired you to meet with us today? And just instead of you filling in the blanks and telling them why they should meet with you, if they took time out of their day to meet with you, you can ask, hey, what inspired you to meet with us today? And then... Once we start getting into that, that's when we're trying to uncover the issues. So depending on your business, they might describe a problem that they're facing. They might be describing something they're dissatisfied about with their existing vendor. There are a number of different things that they could be describing. Then we want to understand how how this is impacting their business. And the best question for that, in the same side quadrant journals, there are about 15 different questions for uncovering impact. But the one that I find the most effective sounds like this. The one that's most effective says, so what happens if you don't solve that? And this is where you have to kind of hold back 
your urge to explain to them what a big deal it is. Because if you think it's a big deal and they don't, then you're more committed to solving the problem than they are. So what you want to do is ask them, so what happens if you don't solve this? And they might say, well, it's just kind of inconvenient and, well, it's kind of frustrating, but I'm sure we'll get by. And if that's the case, your next question is, well, I don't get the sense that it's that big of a deal, that it's worth going through the effort to solve it. Am I missing something? See, the idea is we want to be a little bit skeptical and we want them to convince us. See, as soon as you start trying to convince them, you sound like a stereotypical salesperson and we all can fall into that trap. Oh, I can do this for you. I can do that for you instead of, look, we've had great results for other people who have had similar issues, but I need to learn a little bit more about your situation and know if we can achieve similar results for you. And first and foremost, is this worth even pursuing? Because if they can't convince you the problem is worth solving, there's no reason for you to have a further discussion. Then what we want to ask is if they've convinced us that this is having enough impact that it's worth solving, then we want to figure out how important is this compared to other things on their plate because it might be worth solving eventually or it might be worth solving right now. And the way we ask that is a question that's comparing it to other things on their plate. So if I just ask them, so 0 to 10, how important is this? They might say it's a 10, but in their mind, everything might be a 10. So instead, what I ask them is, so compared to other things on your plate, how important is it to solve this issue right now? And that gives us insight because if it's not one of their top one or two things, they're probably not going to do this right now. And if it's not, you can simply say, well, it sounds like this isn't one of your top priorities. What would make it your top priority? And they might say, well, I just have to deal with these other two things. And once those are done, then these will be a top priority or this will be a top priority. So those are the top two quadrants, issue, and then the upper right of impact importance. So once once your client or prospect has convinced you that the problem is worth solving, it's a high enough priority to solve, and we've quantified what it costs them to not solve it, then we want to make sure we have a mutual understanding of what success looks like together. And the way I like to ask that question sounds like this. Gee, just because you spend money with us and we do the work we were trying to do doesn't mean we're successful. What specifically can we measure together six months from now, a year from now, so that we both know that this was worthwhile and that we were successful? See, I'd hate to come to you for a high five at the end of this. And you're looking at me like, wait, that wasn't high five worthy. So what would make this high five worthy? And sometimes your client won't know. Sometimes your client will say, well, I don't know. I mean, we, you know, we, we just want to have better results than we're having right now. Well, that, that's kind of hard for us to measure. So uh, better results. What are the two or three things that we can measure to make sure we can hold each other accountable? See, if you talk to enough potential clients, what you'll realize is they very often will spend money with somebody who doesn't deliver the results that they promised. And the mere fact that you were committed to defining the results will help you stand out over other organizations. Now, what you also need to do is make sure that if they describe results that you don't think you can deliver or that you don't think are realistic or reasonable, then you need to push back on that a little bit. Like, for example, people will often read the case studies and the testimonials 
from my clients. And they'll say, oh, well, these guys went from $17 million to $100 million in three years. We want to do the same thing. And here's the reality. If someone went from $17 million to $25 million or $17 million to $20 million in that time frame or $17 million to thirty, million, it's probably well beyond what they've been doing anyhow. So to have an expectation of going from seventeen to hundred doesn't serve anyone's needs very well. So what I'll often say at that point is, well, gee, you guys are at 17 now. What's been your growth rate over the last few years? And the answer is usually, well, I mean, we've been growing like 5 to 10% per year. Okay. So what level of growth would make this worth doing? And very often it's, well, even if we just got to 15% per year. Okay. So that means a couple million per year. So over the next few years, you're talking about getting into low 20s. Okay. I think that's reasonable. But we don't need to buy into an unrealistic or re- or aggressive goal that isn't necessarily going to happen. And it's not to say that we can't deliver those. It's just we don't need to overshoot it. If someone's going to invest tens of thousands or $100,000 or a quarter of a million dollars and they get a return of the value of the company increases by $20 million, it's still a rounding error. So it doesn't need to be that much greater. And then, of course, we want to make sure that we focus on that lower right quadrant of others impacted. And oftentimes in organizations, people ask the question, well, so who's the decision maker? Who else needs to be involved? And those are horrible questions to ask because it kind of implies to the person you're talking to that they're not that important. We probably need to involve someone else. So instead, we want to ask is, hey, remember we talked about what happens if you don't solve this? Who else would have an opinion? about how the situation is impacting the organization. Who else would have an opinion about how we measure the success or the results for the organization? See, this mindset that we're talking about is all about shifting our focus from convincing them to being convinced. I want to be convinced by my prospect that they have a problem that's worth solving. They know what it costs, what it's costing them to not solve it. And it has a high relative importance compared to other things on their plate. I also want to make sure that I'm talking to somebody who is committed to the results that we can measure together. See, if I know what the impact is costing and I know what the results are worth, the difference between those two is the value of my solution, which makes me much more confident to present the cost when I have that context. See, results matter more than effort. And with our prospects, if they're convincing us and we're skeptical about whether or not this is worth solving and we're skeptical about whether or not we can achieve the results, then once we say, okay, yeah, I understand this. It sounds like this problem is worth solving. It sounds like that's significant enough. And I believe it's reasonable that we can deliver the results that you're looking for. Then we're on the same side. Then our prospect can say, you know what, these people really understand us, and they're the only people who are asking specific questions about the results. And that's important to us. So let me give you a quick recap of this session, because I think this can really make a difference in your business. And the top performing clients I work with, this is something they get hands down. When you meet with that prospect, don't try and convince them. Instead, shift the mindset Can they convince you that their problem is worth solving, that it has a high enough relative importance compared to other things? Can they quantify what happens if they don't solve it?
then we want to make sure that we've got a mutual understanding and agreement about the realistic realistic and reasonable expectations for the results they can expect to achieve. And as part of that, if there are certain things that the client or prospect needs to do on their end to make sure they get those results, share those. I will very often share with with my prospects, look, if you don't actually practice, if you don't do the work, you're not likely to see the results. However, if you do the work and you do improv and you practice, then we've got an amazing track record of delivering results. It has the added benefit of being true. And the idea is that we follow the structure of the same side quadrants to make sure that in our meetings, we don't leave out these important pieces of information. And the same side quadrants give you a roadmap to make sure that you don't leave out anything important with your prospects. Remember, this show gets its direction from you, the listener. If there's a topic you think I should cover or a guest I should have on the program, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everybody can embrace, especially your customer.